Hello, and you are listening to CITR 101.9 FM Vancouver, and this is the intro to our show. You're listening to Peanut Butter and Jams with host Brenda and Jordy on CITR 101.9, exploring local music and local food. Tune in to learn about the best eats and tunes from your neighborhood and a weekly pairing for your date calendar. Warning, the endorsements and criticism expressed during the show are the opinions of the hosts, unless clearly identified as advertising. Put in your earbuds and fire up your taste buds. It's Peanut Butter and Jams. Hello and welcome. Um, that was actually the stripped-down, minimal version of the intro to our show. No Chris Riffick singing? We'll find the Chris Riffick singing, singing next week. I'm Jordy. And I'm Brenda. And uh, we're here to talk to you about food and music and local things that are related to food and music. Yum. Local food and music. What are we talking about this show? Well, last weekend we went to the BC Beer Awards and we have a delightful interview with Chester Carey, who is one of the co-founders and uh, the first Cicerone in Canada. That, uh, that will play soon, but first let's play a song. This is um, Christine by Dried Out. And Dried Out is one of the shindig bands playing on Tuesday. So come down to Pat's Pub on Tuesday for Shindig we'll, CITRs. We'll talk, we'll talk more about Shindig after the song. Okay. I, I have things to say, but I, I want to hear the song.
FTR's annual band competition is in its 30th year of promoting CITR's annual band competition is in its 30th year of promoting new local bands and providing great prizes. Shindig happens every Tuesday at Pat's Pub and Brewhouse at 403 East Hastings. So come check out the talent while they compete to win studio time, features in Discorder magazine, buttons, merch, and more. Enjoy locally made beer, pool, and CITR DJs spinning after the bands. Shindig Night 3 is happening this Tuesday, November 3rd, featuring Dried Out, Echuda, and Opposite Shore. Cover is 6 bucks at the door, and the show is 19 plus. Check out CITR on Facebook or on Twitter at CITR Shindig for all the details.
Welcome back. That was Ashuta Ramblin' Round. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I cut you off, Brenda. Um, that was uh, a shindig band. It was. Uh, that's actually our music director, Andy Russo. Yeah, uh, I thought it was nice. Mm-hmm. Kind of jangly. Yeah, pretty jangly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other band that we played before that was Dried Out, the uh, one of the other two shindig bands. Mm-hmm. Um, and the... Th- third band that's coming up is uh pregnant pause pregnant pause i did look this up before but immediately forgot it is opposite shore opposite shore and it's six dollars at pat's pub and the main the main event is actually heckling ben lai yeah you were saying the hours had changed a, a little bit so it was easier to heckle yeah so pat's pub has to be you have to be out out the door by midnight so first band at nine Event ends at twelve, and usually the winner gets announced around eleven thirty, which means it's a you know very happy time if you still have to go to work the next day. It's great. I remember the days of Shindig when the band wasn't announced till twelve thirty, or one p.m. or one, 1 p.m. a.m. Yes, which is a lot harder. So there was a lot more heckling this time because a lot more people were there. People want to heckle Ben. It's the whole point. But sometimes they get tired. Exactly. Yep, so we're going to do Shindig for, it's for 13 weeks, so come out and check out some new local bands that you've never heard about. Yeah, and see which ones you like best. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Um, we are going to play another song, and then we'll talk a little bit about the BC Beer Awards, mm-hmm. and uh, we interviewed Chester Carey, so maybe we'll go into the, we'll decide now. All right, we'll decide during the song whether we'll talk or go into the interview right Great. away. Great. So what are we going to play? Um, we are going to play Unalaska, X, Y, Z. So Unalaska is a new band on light organ, and it includes members of Brastronaut and the Zolas. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, nice that uh, Brastronaut hasn't released anything in a really long time, so it's nice to hear something from those guys. Mm-hmm.
try to warn us The common season Oh, when the fog clears The bridge is sinking in When we fall down What a small sound they will Try to reach you, my crippled boy now You are the token of a lost imagination Our the boy says And we are back. That was Good for Grapes off their new album. Man on the Page. And the track was called A Sequel. 
Yes, and uh, you can go download it. It's uh, freely available if you like that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, just Google Google it. Uh, before that was Unalaska uh, Air Transylvania. And um, now we're going to play an interview with Chester Carey the, from the BC Beer Awards, which Brenda and I both attended. On Saturday? Yeah, and after we hear that, we'll talk a little bit about what the BC Beer Awards were like and who won. And what we tasted that was fantastic. Yes. Have an interest in how your bike works? Want to learn more? Then come on out to the AMS Bike Co-op's Intro to Bikes Workshop. This workshop is a four-session series on Thursdays from 6.30 to 8.30, starting on November 5th. In the sessions, you'll learn how bikes work and how to do simple repairs and maintenance. There will be plenty of hands-on demonstrations, so bring your own bike to class to practice on. For all the information, prices, schedule, and to register, head on over to www.bikecoop.ca. This is. This is Brenda and Jordy, hosts of Peanut Butter and Jams, and we're at the BC Beer Awards. It's October twentieth. No. Twenty-fourth. <laughs> it's October twenty-fourth, and we're here mm-hmm. with a co-founder, Chester Carey, who's going to tell us a bit about the festival. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi. Hi, so how many years has the Beer Awards been around? I want to say that this is our fifth year, but I may be mistaken, it may be six. So 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> five years. And the beer uh, industry has really exploded here in BC. Do you feel like the Beer Awards were a part of this, or how did this get started? I mean, I think it's sort of synergistic, but the growth was going to happen regardless. This is just about making people aware of the growth, promoting new breweries, reminding people of a lot of the old breweries that have been around, and just sort of celebrating all of the awesome stuff that we do in BC. And there's a a lot of different awards for different types of beer. Um, How many different types are there, just for people who don't? follow the awards at all like what like how do the awards work like how many different types of awards are there what are they for that sort of thing uh this year we broke the beers into 20 categories so 600 beers were broken into 20 categories with first second and third awarded for each of the 20 categories in previous years there's been slightly fewer categories and slightly fewer but we've also grown a lot in entries the first year we had a little shy of 200 entries and this year we had just shy of 600 so we've had to increase the number of categories in order to recognize the diverse increased diversity of beers being brewed but also to keep the category sizes down when you push a couple together and suddenly you're judging 50 beers as one group that becomes sort of onerous on the judges as well so we try to spread things out so different groups do specific types of beer we sort of use a cued judging system, so a category will get broken into three or four different tables of judges with two or three judges as part of each group, and the beers will just come out in the order sort of that they were entered, and with each group of judges tasting a portion of that overall category, and from that portion selecting sort of their first, second, third, 
those first, second, thirds then going on to sort of a mini show-off round with the other judges judging the same category, and then from those mini show-off producing sort of a final first, second, third. The first places from all of those then go on at the end of the day to the best of show for the overall best beer out of the entire category categories. Are these all blind tests? So, like, the judges don't know which beer they're, they're voting for? They're, they just, like, the taste of a eight or nine beers and say that's the best one in this category? Or is it, or do they have a little bit more knowledge of what, what they're tasting? Uh, it's largely blind judging. Um, for some beer styles, like if a beer has specifically been aged, say, with cherries on wood, we typically want the brewer to describe that it's been described, brewed on cherries and wood, and that information is passed on to the judges just so that they've got a, a framework to judge what they're tasting, but they're never given the name of the beer or the brewery. I mean, some of the specialty ones, it's sort of easy to pick out who's yeah. brewed the watermelon beer, for example. Uh, but th- there, isn't, there shouldn't be any bias, and it is entirely blind. And as much as possible, we try to bring in um, outside judges who may be unaware of some of the beers here in BC. By outside judges, you mean people outside... Uh, outside of Vancouver, outside of okay. the province in some cases. So we had, I want to say, two or three come in from Alberta and a couple come in from uh, the other side of the Washington border as well. Okay. So this is the year of the sour. Can you tell us a bit of, like, when did sours become popular and from where and how did this all happen? And I love sours, so I'm really enjoying all of this. Uh, sours, I mean, have been increasing in popularity. The first year that we did the beer awards, there was two sour beers. This year there was, I want to say, 40 in the sour wild category. Plus we did another round of best of show of 26 year, or sorry, day of judging of 26 beers. And that's going to be announced shortly. Um, um, it's just been a growth category. I sort of proclaimed it the year of the sour uh, sometime in December when we had sort of our pre-meeting for this year. I'm like, that's what's going to be big this year. Let's focus on it. And it's why we moved it to the end of the show. It's also why we made it sort of the cask event. Um, and unsurprisingly, there's been a lot of growth all over the province with sour beers and sort of all over all of craft beer. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's average beer consumers who are adopting the sour, or is it mostly the aficionados? I think it's a mix of both. So a lot of people who are sort of really, really into craft beer are maybe getting sort of a little burnt out on IPAs or Imperial Stouts and are moving to it. But at the same time, the sour offers a very different flavor profile than a lot of other beers, so it's also an interesting intro beer for people who are like, I don't necessarily really like beer, but I do like tart beverages and they get let in that way it's almost like a drink that someone who's coming from a cider or wine background can appreciate in a way that a beer drinkers aren't as familiar with is that like something that you would agree with yeah absolutely so cider wine or people who are just really into kombucha or something like that uh can sort of make that transgression so it's nice that beer has so many entry points uh if you like coffee you may be into dark beers if you like sort of those bitter flavors ipas and then sour offers a whole other entry point so you were one of the first the first cicerone in canada what was that like where do you take the course and 
How, how did that sort of break Canada open? And what is a Cicerone? Perfect. <laughs> uh, what, what is a Cicerone? Uh, well, the Cicerone certification is really meant to be a baseline knowledge level that sort of anybody behind a bar serving craft beer or really beer at all should know. It's an understanding of styles, how beer goes with food, the ingredients that go into beer, the brewing process associated with those ingredients, and uh, sort of proper draft maintenance and troubleshooting. So really, the goal of the, the Cicerone program is to have almost everybody who's serving beer be sort of at that level. Uh, but it hasn't reached that yet. So for now, it's sort of a roughly an equivalent to a beer sommelier. It's, it indicates sort of a, a higher than general level of knowledge about beer. And there isn't really a course per se, there's a syllabus. I teach a class out of the Institute uh, of Culinary Arts on Granville Island, Pacific Institute of Culinary Arts, that prepares people to maybe write that exam. Um, but it's the exam, it's, the certification itself is purely an exam. There is no education body attached to it. You write the exam when you feel you're ready. Okay, and there's no levels, it's just one thing? Uh, actually, there is. there was three levels, there's now four. So the, the very basic level is certified beer server, and it's uh, an online exam and really anybody who's serving beer should be able to pass that exam, be able to do it. Certified Cicerone is sort of next level, and that's, again, sort of aimed at bartenders, bar managers, but also beer reps uh, and beer sommeliers. They've just introduced the advanced Cicerone exam, uh, which is going to be sort of a warm-up for the master Cicerone exam, which they released, I want to say, about four or five years ago. And they've been sort of finding that people have been struggling with that exam. Uh, so they wanted to create an intermediary step that people could progress through and that they could also then use that to sort of limit the number of people applying to do the master exam at the same time. Okay, so all these levels are being adopted by people across Canada and people are starting to... I get their levels? I would say it's more North American-wide, but also okay. somewhat international. So not, not yeah. just Canada, much more the U.S., but definitely growing in all of North America and spreading internationally. Mm -hmm. uh, I've just recently come back from teaching sort of a prep course for this in Taiwan. Wow. How is that? Do they love beer the same way we love beer? It's it's growing. I mean, beer there is is different. The weather is very hot, and a lot of the local brew is a lot like a lot of our domestic stuff was maybe 15, 20 years ago. Um, and the craft scene is only just sort of starting, but there's a lot of potential for growth and a lot of really interested and enthusiastic people. Great. And I, I heard that you... Uh, order for Brewery Creek as well. How easy, tell me if that's true or not true, but um, how easy is it, is, is it to pick the best beers from around the world and actually bring them here? Uh, picking the best beers from around, so yes, I, I do manage the beer selection at Brewery Creek. Yeah. I do all of the product ordering there, beers, wines. Uh, Picking beers, it's we've got a lot of great beers, and I'm seeing more and more of a trend towards drinking local, because local is often shipped much less far, and therefore doesn't have that added transportation costs, doesn't have any import fees associated with it, and is usually a lot fresher, because it's coming from somewhere nearby. So I would argue that a lot of the best beers available internationally are the freshest beers available wherever you are, um, and that's a lot of our BC stuff. Bring 
bringing in stuff from the rest of the world uh, requires a third layer between me and the brewery, and that's an importer. Um, so some stuff I'm able to bring in through an importer, and some stuff I'm not able to get either because the brewery is uninterested in adding that third party, or they just don't have the capacity. Well, uh, thank you so much for talking to us, Chester. Um, we'll let you get back to the awards. Um, the, the final award is still to come, correct? Uh, the Rookie of the Year Award is still to come, and they're going to announce the best of show from the judging today, yes. Okay. Well, thank you. I'm very excited about that. Great. Thank you so much. Cheers. <laughs> You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. And we are back. Um, that was our interview with Chester Carey from the BC Beer Awards. Brenda, we both went to the BC Beer Awards. What was it like? It felt like going to a beer festival. So all the about 30 different breweries uh, over two rooms all had a booth. And they had banners and some of their own uh, bottled beers. And then usually a couple kegs with some taps there so that you could go up and request samples of several beers. Yeah, it was at the Croatian Cultural Center, which uh, they'd taken, if you've ever been there, it's quite a large um, room. There's two different halls, and they had set up in both halls, both of the two halls, and so in each room you could, that are both can fit probably like three or four hundred people easily. There was uh, brewers set up all over the place just showing off their, their beers. So tons of people wandering around sampling beers with your little two two ounce cup. Yeah, they were they felt big. Little little glass glasses and get your little taster filled, and then there was a stage on one end where Stephen Quinn announced the awards, mm-hmm. which was kind of this like uh, sound that was happening in the background the whole time because most people who were there were just there to try a bunch of different beers, mm-hmm. um, not. Not that they didn't want to know who won the awards. Oh, we should say who won uh, because we talked about it right at the end of the interview. Mm -hmm. Um, But One Trick Pony from Brass Neck Ale won the Beer of the Year Award. And the Rookie Brewer of the Year Award, which Chester was talking about, went to Doan's Craft Brewing, which friend of the show, Alex Rovo, works at. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. And he's come on a few times before. Yeah, as a beer expert. And now... We are like these people who broke him. We broke Alex. That's it. To the to the masses. Mm-hmm. You hear that, Alex? He's probably not listening. But if he is, nice work, us. Alex. Yeah, nice work, peanut butter and jams. Uh, and we so we tried a whole bunch of beers, and we took careful notes that are now in my house. <laughs> but we did take a lot of notes, and that, just taking the act of taking notes helps me remember things. It so. does. It imprints things in your memory. Uh, so we wanted to tell you about some of the beers. And since it was the year of the sour, mm-hmm. our main goal was to try as many sours as possible. And we did try quite a few different sours. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your favorite sour, Brenda? My favorite sour was the Four Winds Sour. The Nectarus. The Nectarus. And it tasted like nectar of nectarines uh, and mango in a very tart way. And it was delightful. 
And what was your favorite sour? I, I, it was tied with the Nectris, which I did actually think was an exceptional sour beer. Um, they, Four Winds, by the way, won for best sour beer of the year, um, sour or wild beer of the year. And, um, uh, but I also really, really liked this one from Ravens Brewing in Abbotsford, who I'd nev- I hadn't heard of before in this event. Uh, but it was a dark cherry and cocoa nib beer that was uh, very like tart, but really well balanced. And the sour flavors were, it still tasted very beery and all the flavors balanced really well. It was like cho- chocolate, a little bit chocolatey and a little bit uh, cherry-y. Mm-hmm, but not overpowering either way and very much a, a sort of a rich sort of stouter sour. Yeah, it was a darker tasting sour um, than most of the ones that I've had. And I, I, I loved it. I thought it was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was also ciders at mm-hmm. the, the event. Not a lot. Three or four tables from different cider companies. Um, and we both really liked Meridale cider. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a couple of variations. They had the traditional and then a bunch of different other kinds of cider. And there was a wet hot cider, which was not very good. No, we didn't like it very much. It kind of tasted like watery hops. Uh, but there was another one. Which was spectacular, which was their spirited cider. It was spooky because <laughs> it had spirits and booze in it. They had, they put brandy in the cider, which uh, mm-hmm. gave it some nice flavor and was well suited for Halloween. I think it was it was in brandy barrels. Yes. Afterwards. Mm-hmm. So it seeped in and had a really nice flavor. Yeah, a nice rich cider flavor, which you don't often find. It was a little spicy. It was good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? Do we have anything else to say about the beer awards? You should go. Yes, you should go it's, next it's year. It's great, great It's super fun. fun. Uh, if you like events like beer ta- like beer tasting events or if you like events like hopscotch if you went to hopscotch and you wanted to find an event that was similar um it is similar it's like um a, just a big tasting room where you can try out try out lots of different things mm-hmm. bc beer awards bc beer awards and um let's go to some music mm-hmm. what do you want to hear brenda well let's go back to that list there it is uh, let's play some Revered. Sure, that sounds great. Revered is on the cover of Discorder this month. Mm-hmm, a great illustration. Yeah, it's, uh, Halloween-y, little, little vampire-y going on. And Revered has a CD release party that's coming up, and we're sponsoring it. Cool. I will play an ad for that right after I play this song.
one who takes the blame. I've got to find the glory in the shame. Oh, so much malaise blending all the days into a lather of ennui. The bar is never raised, redundancy is praised, a fool to shine in mockery. The glow reflecting back on me. Releases on November 4th, along with the spectacle of a show at the Fox Cabaret. Come celebrate composer and frontman Emmett Hall's musical indulgence into a pseudo-new-wave prog rock catharsis of ego, an effigy to be truly revered. Doors at 7.30, tickets are $5. Visit revered.bandcamp.com for more. Every day I know, everything will go the length I'm willing to admit.
And we are back. That was uh, Tommy Tone, uh, which is a project of Tom Whalen. I if I don't know if you've ever followed the uh, musical careers of Tom Whalen, but he used to go by the name <laughs> GR8 2000 for a while, and um, and he was the drummer in Roll Mock and Tough Age for a little bit, and oh, sorry, not Tough Age, Korean Gut. Um, which was a band that most of the members of Tough Age were in before uh, they moved. Um, I don't know. He's been in a lot of musical projects. He has. He's a very w- weird guy, but really, like, really, really talented. I would. And uh, if you are interested in checking out Tommy Tone, you can read all about it in Discorder this month, and you can find it all online. The full album, Fax Me a Brain, is streaming there. Brenda's just nodding. Yes. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, let's uh, let's uh, talk about what our recommended show of the week is. You might have guessed it. Uh, it's Shindig. It's Shindig. Yay. Yeah. So Pat's Pub mm-hmm. on November 3rd. And this week, who's playing? Dried Out, Ishuta, and Opposite Shore. Pat's Pub still do burgers? They do. They have a pretty fine burger. Their burger's pretty good. That would be the pairing that I would recommend. It's a pretty good pairing. It's uh the Pass Pub burger is a really good bar burger. Mm-hmm. It's it's not like feels like you're eating meat. It feels it's tasty. It's a little it's a little smoky usually. As opposed to cardboard, yeah. And that they they char, it's got like a, just a nice level of char. And there's a good pickle on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing. Do that. I'm hungry right now. Well. Always. Well, there's a. It's Brenda's birthday, so there's lots of sweets around the office. Yeah, we've been ODing on sugar all day. Happy birthday. Thank you. From me and our audience. Listeners. I'll say it, and on, I'll say it on behalf of all our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> nice. Um, so we're winding down. We've got a little bit more music to play. I thought we should maybe listen to TV Ugly because the song is very appropriate for the date. Mm-hmm. It's, Which is Halloween. It's near Halloween right now. It's only a few days away. A few spooky days. <laughs> if you want to get your radio Halloween fix in, listen to the podcast of Dunkin' Donuts from this morning. Oh, yeah. He um, always goes all out for like finding Halloween songs by lots of mm-hmm. different local bands. And maybe not just local bands, but lots of different bands. And he had one of those voice effect things on that made his oh, voice he? super high and creepy. And even though it, lots of evil laughter. Mm-hmm. And even though he had this and Duncan, thing that changes it, he still ended up screaming in the studio and lost his voice. Duncan does tend to giggle a lot. So if he was going through a voice thing, it would sound really freaky. Yeah, it was it was freaky. You should listen. Um, anyhow, this song is called Werewolfing, and it's by TV Ugly.
TV Ugly. That song is off of their album UCLA Yankee Cola. Mm-hmm. Pretty great. And they're playing a Discorder fundraiser on November 19th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll probably play some more songs from that in a couple weeks when we're back on the air. Mm-hmm. But people should stay tuned because there's new, th- there's other things coming up right now. Right now there's a show that's coming up by Madeline, our spoken word coordinator. Yes, uh, she has something queued up. She didn't actually, we should make a point when she queues it up next time. We, we should, should make a point of saying, hey, what is it? So we can tell the listeners. Yeah, the show is called TikTok. TikTok is coming up, and but we don't know what the theme is this time. But it's going to be great. It's a compilation of spoken word produced by various volunteers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, afterwards, check out... Actually, I think Thunderbird Radio Hell has a fill-in this week. So not with Ben Lai, but check out Thunderbird Radio Hell with his special guest host. Mm-hmm. And they think New Era is after TikTok with Eric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. New Eric. Better than the old Eric. Mm-hmm. Lots of Eric. Uh, but anyhow, um, we will leave you with that. And uh, you've been listening to Peanut Butter and Jams on CITR 101.9 FM. Uh, thank you and good night. Fabulous.